Digital Marketing Radio, episode 157, writing for the web in 2016. DigitalMarketingRadio.com Digital Marketing Radio is part of the 3B Podcast Network, UK casters talking business growth. Find out more over at 3BPN.com The Big Interview with David Baines I'm David Bain and today I'm joined by a lady who helps small business owners and entrepreneurs to achieve success in their health as well as their business. Welcome to DMR, Gloria Rand. Thank you very much, David. Pleased to be here. Well, great for you to join me. Well, um, um, you can find Gloria over at GloriaRand.com. So, Gloria, how would you say that copywriting with SEO in mind has, has changed over the last few years? Well, I think it's certainly become more important, really, that uh, Google has really focused a lot on making sure that people are writing good quality content, content that really speaks to a customer's needs. And in particular, for small business, uh, their point of view is that they really... If you want to be successful, you want to be able to reach your reach your audience and then actually hopefully be able to convert those uh, web visitors into customers. You've got to be able to provide information that is going to speak to them, that's going to be providing the answers to the questions that they are uh, searching for and that has to do with whatever your particular business is, your uh, particular product or service that you sell. And you still have to just really concentrate on that. It's it's not enough to just kind of put up, you know, any old article and just have it be, um, you know, where you spend money. A lot of these companies, they would spend money on, you know, having these spun articles. But it's it's a cheap, easy way, I guess, to get content on your website. But these search engines are, are wise to that. And they really are looking to make sure that you're writing, particularly for your audience. You can't just get away with that type of stuff anymore. Yeah, I remember um, seven, eight, nine years ago or so, and um, you could certainly get away with that kind of stuff a lot, as you say. But I, I love the way that you say, answer questions that your audience is asking. So how do you actually figure out the kind of questions that your audience is asking, though, and the kind of content that you should be writing? Well, a lot of it, sometimes you may already have it. Because um, one of the things that I recommend that small business owners do is to blog. And what I, I always say is that you should follow the golden rule of blogging, which is they ask, you answer. So a lot of times you may already have these frequently asked questions on your website already. And you could use that as information that as you know, the stepping stone, I guess, to, to expand on it and write articles on your website for that. But certainly talk to your client, talk to your customers, find out, uh, you know, after you, let's say that, uh, let's say you're a service provider and after you've provided a service, send out a survey to them and ask them, you know, why, why did they hire you uh, for, you know, were there any particular questions that they had in mind that, you know, what prompted them to seek you out? And you can certainly use social media as well for that and to be able to pose questions and, and do, do uh, Google alerts as well. Do like a, a set up a Google alert where you're searching for keywords that are related to your particular industry and see what people are talking about because that will give you an idea as well. So that can help you and to come up with uh, the appropriate content when you're looking at what people are having concerns about. And if you're writing about things that people are 
searching for answers for in relation to your industry. Um, do you still need to further optimize that content by researching keyword phrases that are relevant and incorporating that in your article or in your title? Or is that not something that you even advise people to do nowadays? Is it just a case of writing naturally? Well, I think writing naturally is definitely uh, definitely something that I recommend. I always say is if you can because a lot of people, especially small business owners, they kind of get hung up on, oh, I'm not a good writer, and I, you know, I don't know what how I'd be able to write a blog. But for one thing, nowadays, one thing I can suggest to them is they can still they could do video. It doesn't have to be written. They could actually do a video where they're just talking on camera. And as long as you are paying attention to, if someone is, is well, let me back it up. If you are a salesperson and you're talking to a customer, you don't usually have trouble talking to them. You can actually, you know, you're, you're going to be promoting, uh, you know, talking about the benefits that your product or service has. So all you're doing is just putting that information into writing. Now, that's not to say that it doesn't hurt to do some keyword research as long with that, because you could still, even though you have an idea of what the what those particular terms are, it's always good to just double check it and see, make sure that, you know, put that phrase, even just type it into Google. You don't even have to use AdWords. Just type it into Google and see what kind of searches come up. And that will give you an idea of whether or not that phrase is being used by your prospective clients. And that will help you to be able to then write that content because it certainly will help you in the rankings to be able to use certain phrases. But Again, if you're addressing their needs, odds are you're going you're gonna to be able to be successful in reaching those uh, customers. And of course, Google gives you related phrases nowadays as well. If you search for something at the bottom of that, you've quite often got mm-hmm. 10 related phrases at the bottom of that. And that's a wonderful source of keyword phrases. Yeah, absolutely. It, it does make it, they, they are making it easy for you to be able to really get to speak the language that your uh, customers are speaking, or at least that they're searching for anyway. And because also uh, a lot of times too the search is really going mobile as well so it is very important to be able to have the right type of keyword phrases because people are are actually speaking into their phones a lot of time i mean i i know i do that i hate typing into the phone it's it's a lot easier to just press that little microphone and and go ahead and talk uh my search query into uh, into Google and have it find the answer for me. So are we still going to need written content in the future now? I mean, you've talked a little bit about video already and uh, you're mentioning mm-hmm. audio there as well, but is the written form still going to be very, very essential still in the future? Well, I think it will be because people uh, get information different ways. People like to get information different ways. Some people really do still like to read, uh, especially I think especially older generation, uh, my age and older, (laughs) we still like to read a lot. But certainly if you can do other ways of, you know, video, audio, have have multiple formats on your website, that way you're going to be able to appeal to everybody. You know, if you have, if you put a video, I still recommend having a transcript of that video. You could have that right below it and as well as have it on YouTube. It's a, say you're, you're uploading that video onto YouTube, definitely put the transcript in there. So that way you're, you're covering people who like to read, people who like to watch. And if you can do an audio too, people who just want to listen or maybe they want to download you know, put an MP3 on their phone so they can listen to it in when they're jogging or at the gym or or on their in the car, what have you. So it's it's good to have multiple ways to reach people. 
So do you think a business should be writing its own content or do you think it's okay to rely on outsourced content writers? Well, as an outsourced content writer myself, <laughs> um, I think it's it's definitely can be helpful to have someone else, especially uh, at least to be able to do maybe the keyword research part of it. But if you, let's let's put it this way, if you've got the time to do it yourself, certainly, you know, you're the best person who understands your business. The business owner is going to be the one who understands their customers the most. But the problem is, is that, uh, especially for like solopreneurs uh, in particular, you're wearing many hats in your business. So you have to weigh out whether it's really going to be cost effective for you to be able to spend your time writing an article or even recording a video when you could be out making a sale or you could be managing your employees or doing the other different aspects of your business. So you need to figure out you know, like I said, if it's if it's going to be cost effective for you to do it yourself, or it might be cheaper in the long run to at least put together some bullet points and some ideas of what you want done, and then outsource it to you know a, a copywriter, or an SEO copywriter like myself or someone else who can then write that information for you. And then all you have to do is maybe go in and edit it and say, oh, okay, I didn't want it quite this way. You know, can you change it to that way? And then it's going to be uh, better for you better for the business owner because then they'll have more time to do focus on their other tasks that they need to do in their business. So do you think there's an ideal volume of content, an ideal number of pages that a website should launch with to begin with as a, as a minimum? Or is that not really a consideration? Is it just what is right for you depending on your business, your abilities? I think it's I think, yeah, it depends on really what your business is because certainly uh, different, maybe highly technical firms are going to probably want to have a lot more information, especially if it's, or let's say you're a company that has a lot of different products, then you're going to need more information than if you're just, uh, say, a massage therapist, mm. where you're basically just going to need, you know, your kind of your four main parts of the website, uh, home, about us, contact us, and maybe a services page. But then if you are going to blog, what I do recommend to do is get a whole bunch of articles in the can first so that then you can schedule them out and publish them once a week so that you're getting, you're posting that regular content or content on a regular basis, which is going to be good for Google because it shows that you are, uh, your your website is active and that you're, you're, it's dynamic and it's not just sitting there because even in, you know, still, I, I don't know what the latest statistics are, but I'm sure there's still like, you know, millions of websites come online, um, you know, if not every day, certainly every week or every month. And in your particular industry, there's probably still much competition. So any way that you can try to keep a leg up and continue to add content to your website, that's going to help you stay ahead of those new sites that are coming along. So you say post on a consistent basis. How often is a consistent basis? Is it, is it once a month? Is it once a week? Is it once a day? Well, I will say, I would say that the bare minimum that you should do twice a month, absolutely bare minimum. Ideally, at least once a week, it would be really good. Obviously, the more often, it, you know, if you can get into a habit of posting something every day, that's just going to help you that much more because you're going to be in front of your audience that 
more often. So you're going to have a chance of being able to reach more people. If you have it set up so that uh, perhaps your content is going out across different social media channels automatically, um, then again, you're being seen by your followers that much more often. But it's, I know it can be hard uh, for especially small businesses, really small businesses to be able to do that. So that's why I say if you can shoot for a week ahead or, or getting at le- posting at least once a week, then you're going to see a tremendous benefit from that. But if you can do more, um, you know, more power to you. <laughs> but that's, that's a little more challenging. And is the, the number of posts or the quantity of content in the post most important? I would say not so much the quantity, really, as the quality. Okay. Um, you know, I've 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 seen different articles and um, about this from like SEO experts, and some are saying, "Oh, you need to write like thousand word blog posts," and then I've seen others that say, "No, it's okay. You can still probably get by with you know four hundred, five hundred words." What I recommend, and and I think this still holds true. It, it's sort of like if you're writing a a sales letter as well is. Write long enough to get your point across. So whether that takes you 300 words, whether that takes you 1,000 words, the point is to focus on focus on one topic uh, because people like to be able to, it's going to be easier for them to handle. If you start going you know, on different tangents, it's going to be distracting for the, for the reader and they're not going to follow you. But if you can focus on one concept and for, if you are going to write a long article, make sure you you break it up with headline or subheadings and bullet points, things to make it easy to see and easy to scan uh, because people are big scanners nowadays. They're not necessarily are going to be able to sit down and read the whole or read a long article. But you're going to have that information there for Google, which is going to be helpful. And for people who will want to take the time to read it, if it's good information, then you're being a benefit to them. And is it sufficient just to publish written content or is it always better to try and incorporate images and ideally a video as part of your content as well? You should do a, a mix of content is is the best way to, to think about it. So you can have an article one time, you can have uh, infographics. Infographics are still very popular and they're, they're a nice way of being able to summarize uh, content and in a visual manner. Uh, certainly doing a video is another option for you as well. So anytime that you can put a mix in of different uh, content types, that's going to be helpful for uh, for the readers because it's going to make it visually interesting for them. And that's that's what you want. You want to be able to hold their interest so that they'll uh, be able to read your, your content and come to hopefully see you as that authority in your industry so that they're going to want to do business with you. Uh, so when you talk about mixing up the different types of content, do you mean actually publishing some posts as just videos and some as infographics and some as text? Or do you mean mixing them up by actually incorporating everything on single posts sometimes? I think that's probably too ambitious. Right. <laughs> I mean, it certainly sounds great to be able to mix them all up mm. in one post, but that's probably unrealistic. So I think a better way to go would be to do like, you know, do one straight article with, but I would again, maybe incorporate some images into the article, but then, you know, then the next day you could have strictly a video. But again, if you can get it transcribed somehow and not necessarily by you, maybe you hire a transcription service to transcribe it or actually YouTube actually does a pretty good job of transcribing it. Uh, 
directly now. They have, if you set up the, the setting for it, then you can just go in and kind of tweak it if they make some spelling errors. But that'll save you some time right there. And that way then you do have the written with the video. But you, you don't have to shoot for putting all of those into one article. So we focused on writing for the web on at SEO for that. Do you think it's enough for a business just to focus on that as a means to actually drive traffic to their website? Or nowadays, do you think a business generally has to actually incorporate many other digital marketing elements in order to actually make their business a success online? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They cannot. The days of relying just on your website are over. I have worked with several clients who um, don't really like to hear that. <laughs> so I've been kind of, you know, pulling them along into the 21st century. But the the fact is, is that you really do need uh, some type of social media presence. And that's why at least if you're if you are doing a blog, that gives you an opportunity to be able to then share your articles on a different social networking site. And and you don't have to, and it doesn't mean that you have to be everywhere um, you know, at all at once. Because Lord knows there's what is it, like about a dozen different social networking sites or you know, it's crazy. But if you focus on the one where your clients are where do they hang out the most, and you start with that one, then that's going to help you out with with your website too. Because again, when you are, even though content is important, there are other types of factors that uh, Google takes into consideration for ranking your website, and, and backlinks are one of those. And so when you have a uh, a presence on a social network, like say Facebook, for instance, include a link to your website in the about section of your Facebook profile. And that gives your website, then that's, that's a backlink. And that will help you. Uh, Google likes to see those types of links because they're from high quality uh, websites. So that will, that will help you in your, your overall ranking. But yeah, you need to be able to do uh, email marketing. You need to do some social media and maybe even other platforms like this, you know, like you're doing a podcast or, and, and blab at the same time. So, you know, things like this where you can reach people, uh, you're, you're reaching people on iTunes, you're reaching people uh, who are, who like this uh, live streaming uh, app that's out there. So Try as many different tactics as you can because that way, you know, what they say, it still takes about at least seven touches for someone to be able to, um, they've got to see you before they will be willing to do business with you. So why not take advantage of all the different tools that are out there? People do business with um, people they know, like, and trust. That's right. <laughs> yep. It's it's a cliche, but it's a, it's true. <laughs> That's why it's a cliche. Well, coming up, we're going to be learning about the one piece of software that Gloria couldn't live without. But first of all, I'd like to thank one of my listeners, Derek Kenner on Twitter, who just recently tweeted, just checking out the podcast with David and Priest Willis. Great introduction to affiliate marketing. Wonderful interview. So thank you very much, Derek. Good to hear from you. And of course, you can check out that episode. That's 156 on Digital Marketing Radio. But let's segue into the second section of our discussion. So that focuses on Gloria's thoughts on where digital marketing has been and where it's heading. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. So Gloria, what <laughs> software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? Uh, I would say lead pages. Uh -huh. Actually, that that's yeah. I uh, I've been using that for a couple of years now, and I really uh, have found it extremely useful, especially incorporating it with my blog because they have these uh, uh, 
things called lead boxes sure. where it helps you to be able to get uh, get people to sign up for your email list. So it's uh, and I've used it when I've done webinars and it's got you know really easy uh, and clean looking landing pages that you can use uh, to sign up for. So I. Definitely recommend that. You don't one. need that's, to be a web designer, and they've been pre-tested to convert really well as well. So don't, you don't right. even need split testing software as well. Yeah, exactly. So that's 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 my that's one of my favorites. I'd say. Uh, well, here's a slightly more challenging question. That is, what piece of software okay. don't you use, but you've heard good things about, and you intend to try at some point in the near future? Well, I would say only be. I'm going to cheat a little bit. Uh, one thing I've heard good things about was was actually Infusionsoft, and I actually just bought it. Oh, right. So, uh, <laughs> so, so I am going to be trying it out now and seeing uh, how that works because that has been um, – I, I will admit I'm I'm great at teaching people, but sometimes I don't always follow my own advice, and I have been a little bit lax on doing very good CRM, and I've needed a better – I've been using MailChimp for years, and before that I used Constant Contact, but I really – think that uh, Infusionsoft is going to be hopefully the, the missing piece that's going to really help me to uh, stay in better contact with my customers and to be able to get some new ones along the way as well. I've heard a lot of people rave positively about it, but I've also heard some people say that um, it can be a little bit challenging to set up and get going. So yeah. will, will we have someone to actually help you do that or will you try and do that yourself? Well, they do have uh, the program that I s- got set up with they have like this uh, kickstarter program so they work with you for like about five weeks to kind of get things going and then um, there are other people that other coaches uh, people who specialize in infusionsoft that you can wind up hiring but um, so far not too bad i actually sent out an email the other day with it i was able to successfully do that so uh you know kind of patting myself on the back i that's right yeah so they have and they have lots of video tutorials and things so I'm going to be working my way through and then when I finally throw up my hands I'll I'll hire someone to help. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well you um, find links dear listener to the two software tools there over at um, digitalmarketingradio.com in the show notes but I'm moving on to. I wish I would have. So I'd like you to look back um, Gloria on the very first day that you're involved in trying to market a business online what didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? Um... I would say probably this is, well, kind of torn between two things, but I think probably still the most important one would have been to really get some help. And even early on to be able to get like a virtual assistant uh, to help me out with managing my, some of my marketing uh, so that I could concentrate more on my clients uh, needs and being able to fulfill that. And that has been, because when I have hired someone to help out, it has made all the difference in the world. So I would say that, you know, thinking that you have to do everything yourself mentality is, um, you know, we're you know proud people and we think we can do it all, but it really is not smart. And to be able to delegate the task that I, you know, don't find either things that I don't like to do or things that just take up too much time, um, getting help with that, I wish I had done that much sooner. And I think it would have made made progress. I would have made progress in my business a lot faster if I had done that. And do you use virtual assistants that are fairly local in the same country or somewhere else in the world? 
Um, I have used them locally. I'm exploring looking at uh, possibly hiring someone from the Philippines because I've heard uh, some really good things about uh, them. So I've I've got another project that I'm getting ready to do some work on. So I'm looking at uh, looking into that possibility as well. So. So we'll see how it works. Great. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on to the this or that round. So this is the quick response mm. round. Ten quick questions. Okay. Just All right. two rows here. So try not to think about the answer too much. And you're okay. only allowed to say the word both on one occasion. Ah, okay. okay. So ready All to right. go? <laughs> ready. Email or Twitter? Email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Affiliates. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? One-on-one. Paid search or SEO? SEO. Email contact Mm. form or telephone number? Hmm. Well, both. (laughs) I'm using it there. Website or app? (laughs) Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Hmm. Depends. <laughs> um, we'll, sit, we'll, we'll go... All right, well, let's go local for now. <laughs> well, you managed to get there with just the one both, so uh, you get your yay. Um, that was probably your, your biggest struggle, but um, it kind of depends on the, the business. But Depen- yeah. The majority of the clients that you deal with, I, I presume, are, are, are locally focused then, so that's why you went with that. Yeah, the, the majority of people that I work with um, have been local business owners, so that's, yeah, <laughs> exactly, that's why I went with that answer. And... Is their market local as well? Or even though they're local businesses, do they actually tend to try and actually get a global market but be niche in what they do? Um, most of the business owners I've worked with are pretty much, they, they deal with local um, clients because I've, I've had people from um, folks who do like uh, um, landscape lighting. I've had uh, people who uh, actually I just signed a, client who does uh, awnings and signs for, for for local businesses so and I've had air conditioning repair companies and I've had a jewelry store so uh, lots of variety and but primarily they've all been small businesses that are dealing with that local a couple times I've worked with coaches and they can actually be more global and in because you can use Skype or uh, other types of online uh, communication so you can have clients wherever you want. The $10,000 question. So if I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, what would you spend mm-hmm. it on and how would you measure success? Oh, goodness. Um, well, maybe it would be, it would be, maybe it would be that Infusionsoft specialist. <laughs> <laughs> so I wouldn't have to necessarily learn it all and they would be able to totally manage my marketing and getting setting up all of my funnels and um yeah i think that would probably be a a good investment in in money so that i would have one less thing to worry about um yeah sounds, i think that would do it. sounds like a good investment <laughs> yeah. yeah my number one takeaway <laughs> so Gloria, you've offered a lot of great advice and conversation but what's the number one takeaway what's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their businesses um, I, 
I would say it would be to do a blog um, and to focus on if they're if they're going to be if they want to attract clients and, and attract customers, then it is to focus on delivering that content that is answering their customers' questions because that's going to help them to be seen as that authority in their niche, and they're going to be able to uh, you know hopefully get business that way. So. Even though there's these um, bright, shiny social media platforms, there's um, live streaming and all that kind of stuff, um, it's still necessary just to put the grind in, publish your written content on a regular basis, and that, done on a consistent basis, will build your authority consistently for the long term. I think so, yeah. I, I think that's definitely uh, the way to go. Um, but like, what the caveat is, I would say, is if you want to do a video blog, that would be... Uh, that would be just as, as good because you can, in fact, in a way, it's almost better because that way people can actually get to see you and really get to know you as opposed to having the the written content. So whatever way that you can do it, whether you do it, uh, whether you do it with video or you do it with the, with the written word, um, have that content on your website and that's going to help your, your business for the long term. Well, I reckon that takes us to the end of our discussion today. So thank you so much for your time and your advice. What's the best way for our audience to find out more about you and what you do? Um, I would say is to go to my website, GloriaRand.com, uh, although I am on social media as well. You even uh, find me on Blab here. Um, basically, if you look for at Gloria Rand on, on social media, you're going to find me, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or what have you. But, uh, but the website is good because that, that's where you're going to get. Uh, you'll see my blog and all my information. So thanks to Gloria and thank you dear listener too If you enjoyed what Gloria shared today Tell us what you think An iTunes review is always good And I might even read it out in a future episode And if Twitter's your thing At David Bain is my handler And maybe it's your thoughts on this episode Or maybe your thoughts on future episode topics um, Whatever it is It'll be great to hear from you Maybe you'd like to suggest a future guest um, But until we meet again Be fantabulous and do one thing that scares you Adios. Thanks again, Gloria. Great episode. Thank you, David.